Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Sunbury. We hope it blesses you. So I'm the children's and families pastor, one of them. And um, so I'm used to holding a yellow ball. And that if, I, if I'm holding the yellow ball, I'm the one speaking, everyone else is listening. And whoever wants to speak has to put their hand up, don't they, Paul? Chuck them the ball, and then that person holding the ball gets to speak. Am I going to have to do that with you guys today? Seriously, I've got 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I suspect not, but maybe one day we'll all be a raucous crowd shouting out loads of comments and questions. I can cope with it because I'm the Families and Children's Pastor. Paul could cope with it as well, couldn't you, Paul? <laughs> so anyway, Book of Micah. Micah, one of the minor prophets. And as we've just seen from the video, oh my goodness, it's all going really wrong, really wrong. So, but before we look into that, let's just pray because... You know, reading the Word of God, the Bible tells us of itself that it is living and active, and it goes into us to do a deep work of dividing what's within us, what's of the flesh, what's of the spirit, what's of us, what's of God. It comes in and it divides, and it does a work, and we want that work now, because one word from God can change us forever, can mark us forever, a revelation from God. So I've been looking into Micah and I've been meditating and I've been praying and I've been listening. What does this say to me? But the Holy Spirit speaks to each one of us individually. So I pray that as I speak, the Holy Spirit speaks to you and that you get your word from God that he's got for you this evening. The word tells us that the Holy Spirit hovers to bring life and he hovers over his word, bringing it to life and he hovers over each one of us now. And so I pray that that word becomes living and active within you and does a deep work of whatever it is that God has in store for you. And I know he always is speaking to us individually. So God has something for each one of us today. So while you're listening to me, just be reflective and attentive to God and be listening to him. What might he be saying to you through this? So we thank you, Father God, for your word. And we thank you that your word is alive and it is active. And it is working deep within each one of us. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. You are the author of your word. And you are the author of our lives. And that you are hovering to bring life where your word is planted. We thank you for a harvest from every word seed sown in each individual heart. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. So it was all going really, really bad. And... What I like about Micah, he was a man of the people. So he grew up in a small um, rural village. So he was a man of the people. And living the life of the people, he was looking around him and he was seeing injustice. He was seeing that the institutionalized sin was bringing injustice and suffering to the people around him. Now, he could have just stayed in that situation, working the fields or whatever he was doing, saying, this is terrible, this is disgusting. The decisions that they're making up in Jerusalem, the decisions that are being made above our heads, and I'm suffering, and I'm struggling, this is terrible. But that's not the path that Micah took. What we saw was that even though he was a man of the people, he was a man of God as well. And as I was reading of Micah, he made me think of King David, and that We know that God said of King David that he is a man after my own heart. And I saw here that Micah was a man after God's heart. So he looked around him and he saw the suffering. 
But what we see is that he looked up. He looked to God and he saw the situation through God's eyes. So let me just see, because I worked through getting some scriptures. Let me just see if I can see. How he described his attitude and is his heart when he looked around him and just saw all the suffering. So all the suffering was going on and the prophets were being paid to give false prophecies. And we saw that all on the screen. But this is what Micah said. But as for me, I am filled with power by the spirit of the Lord, with justice and courage to proclaim to Jacob his rebellion and to Israel his sin. He was a man after God's heart. As for me, I am filled with power by the Spirit. I recognize, as I read Micah, I recognize a man who, probably like David, was in the field with a sheep and was alone with God and was listening to God and feeling the heartbeat of God and connecting with God, that Micah was the same. In this time when sin was abounding, he was a man filled with the power by the Spirit of the Lord. And he carried God's heart in this situation. In the natural, we can look around and see the injustice and see the institutionalized sin. But in the Spirit, we can look around and see it through God's perspective and feel God's burden and carry God's burden. And suddenly, instead of becoming an issue of moaning and complaining and groaning, it becomes a call to speak out for God, a call to intercede, a call to make a stand for God. And that's what Micah did by the Spirit. He was a man of the Spirit. So I imagine him working the field, being alone with God a lot and listening to God and looking around him and see what was happening, but saying to God, what do you see what do you say? And therefore, because of that, he was able to speak against what was happening, but speak the heart of the Father. But also then he was able to speak the promise of the Father, to bring the message of hope, to bring the message of restoration. So I suspect in looking around and seeing the injustice as we do, but looking up and directing that to God and seeing the situation from God's perspective, then he could look in and say, what are you saying to me? What are you laying on my heart? Now, as we look around, if we miss out looking up and we just look around and we look in, we can get discouraged, we can get bitter, we can worry, we can fear. Who remembers the testimony of Evie on Sunday morning church? I think it was last Sunday where she was going to the dentist to have a tooth pulled and she was so frightened. She was crying and crying and crying, but she'd been given two scriptural promises from her parents and grandmother and she looked up. So there was fear, but she looked up. What does God say about my situation? And that gave her hope. That gave her peace. How did Micah go on and on and on, as the other prophets did in the time, speaking out against institutionalized sin, speaking out against the justice that he was seeing and not getting worn down, not getting discouraged, because he was carrying the burden of God, because he was intimate with God, connected with God, and he could speak what God was laying on his heart. And it got to a point where it looked like, you know, people would ridicule him and laugh at him speaking out for God. But he stood by the burden that God had laid on his heart. 
And he even, if I can find where it talks about God's heart... So God's heart, my people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Testify against me. Indeed, I brought you up from the land of Egypt and I redeemed you from the place of slavery. So in all of that, because he looked up, he, it wasn't his personal burden of what was going on. He felt God's heart for what was happening. He felt the pain and the burden of God's heart looking down on his people and seeing it all go so wrong and seeing society breaking down. Families were breaking down. There was such poverty. There was, um, they were going back into slavery even though God had released them and redeemed them. But in that, he saw the heart of God and he felt the heart of God. And this reminded me of something I experienced quite a few years ago now where I'd been with God and I just went shopping in the supermarket and I was just going around the supermarket picking things off the shelf and suddenly I looked up and I looked into someone's face and I became overwhelmed by a deep sense of their, how lost they were without God. It was so overwhelming and then I found every face I saw, I was just so overwhelmed by how, how lost they are and how meaningless life is without God. And I know that wasn't my burden because I can confess I don't care about people enough. I don't carry the burden like Micah does enough. I've felt it, I've experienced it, and it's overwhelming and it's powerful. And I can see why someone, when they carry that burden, will speak and speak and speak. But God wants us to be so connected with him that we carry the things that he carries on his heart, he wants us to carry them as deeply as he does so that we will walk in his shoes. We will be his hands. We will be his feet. We will be his voice. Not because we judge anybody, but because we've looked around and we've looked up and we've felt God's heart for what's going on. Micah's name means who is like God with a question mark. That was the question of Micah's life. Who is like God? Am I like God? Are you like God? I know we're a work in progress. I know that. We're all Christians under construction. That's my favorite saying. But God's heart is overwhelmed and overpowering with love for everybody, near or far, but is also breaking for the breakdown in society, for the suffering of people. His heart is breaking for that, and he, and he wants to lay that burden on us. And in intimacy and closeness with him, we can carry it like Micah did, and we can speak up. And I know we do. I know we all do things, that we're all moved by compassion and by love. But surely there's more. Surely there's more. So, but in looking up, what is amazing about Micah is that it is all about restoration. So he, he closes by saying, one of the finding talking about restoration, a day will come for rebuilding your walls. On that day, your boundary will be extended. In that day, people will come. And I just love that. And it's, and it's you know, it's on a number of levels. 
that when we meet people whose lives are broken down, the walls of their lives are broken down, the boundaries of their lives are broken down, we can be part of God's solution for them, rebuilding the walls of their lives in prayer, in love, in support, in practical help. But also, when our lives are broken down, when our walls are broken down, that we can look up to God and we can see his love and his heart and his promise for us. And as Evie clung to a promise that gave her peace, we can cling to this promise. When we feel like the walls of our lives are crumbling and breaking down, we can say, but God, you are rebuilding our walls and you are rebuilding and extending the boundaries of our lives. So just as we close, I'd love to pray in that, into that for each one of us. So if you just want to take a moment just to connect with God. For more information about St. Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.